just wanted to share, wasn't sure I was going to, but um, me standing here is a bit of, of what God showed me in, in this um, section of scripture that I'm going to preach from, of a faith walk that Steve preached last week, that it's saying yes to God when he calls you and trusting him to do what he has to do. And that's not always comfortable. Um, <laughs> and this is not my comfort zone. I was telling Courtney this morning, if um, some of you could roll on the ground a little bit or ask to go to the bathroom in the middle of the service, that would probably make me feel a little more comfortable since I'm used to three and four and five-year-olds. Um, listening to me preach the gospel. <laughs> Not right now, no. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And uh, so thank you guys for opening up this podium to me and giving me the opportunity to put my faith um, to work and to trust God to speak. So we are carrying on in Luke to hear the story of Jesus' birth. And Steve preached last week um, on Mary's song, and this week we're going to hear the angel's song, and I actually, I don't know if the next slide will come up in a second, but the title of the sermon was the song of the angels, and, um, as I started working through it, I was, I felt a lot more that it was, uh, the dance of the shepherds as well, so we're going to hear the song of the angels and the dance of the shepherds, um, today, (laughs) um, and our Let Heaven Come series, and, Just before I dive into, we're going to read the whole text that I am doing. It's from Luke 2, and it'll be 8 through 20 that we're going to read. Um, But let heaven come to me. I kept wrestling and asking God, what does it look like for heaven to come? What does it look like for us to let heaven come? And um, just believing in this almighty and unstoppable God that we believe in, do we have a place in letting heaven come? Or is it coming without us, regardless of what we do? And And I just felt, yes, it's coming, and yes, we have a place to play because of what Jesus has done and his invitation to us and the opportunity he's given us. Um, So that's what um, I've just felt God say, and he gave me a picture of that just in our own household. We have three little kids, and when there's definitely circumstances where there's no agreement with the reign of government in our home, and... (laughs) And then there's moments where we get the yes mom and the yes dad, and they come along with what we've called them to do. And there's just one guess at to which one brings the bubbling over of joy and the fullness of the blessing of family and what God's given us in our home. It's when there's the yes, and I feel like that's today. Our yes is letting heaven come. So um, I think we can kind of just jump right in. Um, So we're going to be in Luke 2, verse 8, we're going to start in. Um, Right before that, the first couple verses of Luke 2, we see Mary and Joseph arrive in Bethlehem, and they've come to be counted for the census. And it's a really busy season and time, obviously, because everyone who needs to come there has come, and they find themselves without a room, which we saw last week as Riley Harriff told us, no, there is no room in the inn. And Mary needed to go somewhere else. Um, so, so then we see at this very perfect moment, Mary begins to labor. And she gives birth. She wraps her baby in a cloth. And she lies him in a manger. And that's pretty much the story that we get of Jesus being born. And then the scene shifts 
So we're in Luke 2, chapter, or, or, yeah, chapter 2, verse 8. And it says, um, There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord, Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you that you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Um, so I just want to pull out a couple of key moments. It's the dance of the shepherds a bit and, and some of the song of the angels also. Um, because it's really easy to read this part of scripture and see the plastic nativity that's out on the house in front of your you know, across the street from you and just see this serene little picture and that's the birth of Jesus. And (laughs) um, obviously you can see that I am pregnant. Birth is not serene. Um, (laughs) And uh, so I just want to pick out some of the picture of these actual people living out um, this story. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I had a little bit in the beginning about how I might show you what the shepherd's dance looked like, and maybe I'll do that later, but um, (laughs) but I studied dance, for those of you who don't know, so it comes naturally for me to move and kind of spaz out a little bit every now and then. Okay, so the parts that I just want to pick out, um, and I'll kind of work chronologically through what they tell us, that we come upon the shepherds, and they're not very highly regarded citizens, and they're certainly not... um, they don't carry a lot of influence in, this, in their culture. Um, and they're tending their flock. They're doing their work. And they are favored and given the greeting of a lifetime. The angel of the Lord appears and declares for the first time what has occurred. We've heard it sung that it's coming and that it's going to happen. But for the first time, this angel declares that the Son of God has arrived. The Savior and long-awaited Messiah is here. Um, And then they give a little bit of the circumstances to let the shepherds know what what happened. That he's a baby. This is weird and shocking to them because it's supposed to be the Messiah and it's a baby. Um, And secondly, that he's wrapped up in rich fabrics of purple and he's laid in a golden crested. He's not. He's wrapped up in nondescript cloth and laid in a manger, which is for feeding cows. Um, He's not what anyone would expect of a savior. Um, He's a baby. (laughs) We don't have any crying right now. Soon, I'll bring one. Um, (laughs) So while the shepherds are taking all this in, 
that the Savior is coming, and it's a baby, and we're going to find him with some cows somewhere. Um, This whole host of angels appears to herald his birth, Uh, and just this burst of praise into all the earth and the heavenlies. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. Every time I've read this, sorry, this is just an aside, that peace, just reading the word peace, it's literally felt like watching the snowfall outside. It's felt like my shoulders dropping the burdens that they carry. It's the full reality of the peace that he brings. And all he did was arrive. He hasn't even done the full work yet, right? Um, So I just, I love that song of the angels, um, as they declare his presence and declare his glory and also his favor on us. That this isn't just to, to show off, although he can, but it's because he loves us and he is coming after us. And um, yeah, so, so they just declare his favor. And I feel like that's something, if I say nothing else, we should carry that with us. And we should carry the fact that God favors us. We are his created love. Um, and this is his initial move for victory to, to achieve peace for us. Um, and I just wrote that, you know, his checkmate, it comes later. That great strategy move, though, it's happened. And now we just wait for his victory in this moment. And then the angels go back into heaven. Just like that. I love how they can just show up and cause a stir and then go back. Um, they must have fun. I would have fun with them. So, <laughs> so the shepherds, they look around. Okay, and this is a little bit of the shepherds dance. They're like, oh, my goodness. And, oh, and then they're like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> and then they go. They decide, we need to go. We need to go and do what, what they said. But there's a baby laying somewhere, and he's supposed to save us. So let's go see him. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. Um, So off they go, and they go into Bethlehem, and they find him. Um, They find him exactly as the angels told, Um, and they share with them, with Mary and Joseph, and it doesn't really say if anybody else is around, but it does say that they shared with, um, they spread the word concerning what God had told them. So they were hooping and hollering about it to whoever would listen, and everyone was amazed. And uh, this is, yeah, you know, I just wonder when you walk into that room, is Jesus lying in the manger? He says it was, as the angel said, he was lying in the manger. So Jesus was a better baby than I've known. <laughs> but maybe, you know, maybe he's crying too. And they're all looking around at this tiny baby human, trying to take in and have faith in this reality that this is their savior. Um, just this, I can't even, I mean... <laughs> I wish I had some pictures. I mean, you look at these tiny, tiny people when they come out, and to look at one and to know this is God's redemptive work for us. Um, and all they can do is have faith in it. They declare it, they share it with one another, and they believe, and they keep doing whatever it is God's given them to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. And then the shepherds go back, and they... Kind of nothing's changed for them. And then everything has. And they just praise. Just says they praise him, they glorify him for everything they've seen and heard. 
Uh, so that's, that's the story we're looking at and in the context of letting heaven come. That's it. Heaven has come to earth. You know, we could end there. It's come and he is dwelling among us. Heaven has come in Jesus to reconcile the children of God to his father, our father. <clears throat> and it's his move to bring us peace. Uh, as I looked for other places where we were promised his peace, it was sung hundreds of years before as Micah prophesied. They will live securely, and then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace. And just six months before, I, I believe it happens at the birth of John the Baptist, Zechariah sings, the rising sun will come to us from heaven and shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide their feet to the path of peace. And then the angels come, and they have just been in his presence. You have to think, before he's born in the human form, he is in heaven. And the angels have been in his presence, and then they arrive to rejoice in the redemptive work that God is doing and has unstoppably set in motion and to glorify him. I mean, they have such an interesting perspective that God lets them share with us. They're not quarantined to heaven. They got to come down. They got to be a part of it. They got to herald his birth and to declare God's peace for mankind. Heaven has come, and that's good news. Um, Jesus came for all the people and to bring peace. It's literally earth-shattering when you consider that the earth is filled with sin. That the birth of Jesus is the arrival of heaven and the absolute shattering of the claim of darkness on God's children. Jesus is the path to peace. He's the only one. And God has done his work. Um, so we're hearing the song of the angels, though, and I felt like I was, God was showing me what we see the angels and the shepherds do um, in their agreeing and their letting heaven come around them and in them. And I felt like this was for us too. This was our call too. Um, and I just mused through this whole story how ironic God always is because our culture is so other than his. You know, scripture says his ways are not our ways. The whole of scripture is ironic when you read it from a human perspective. It shouldn't be. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't follow. And yet it is. And I just love how much I feel like God revels in that. Just breaking our mindsets and bringing us more and more into his, his glory and his ways. Um, which bring our peace and bring our reconciliation in him. Uh, yeah, so some of the things <clears throat> that I felt like God was showing me were somewhat day-to-day, and I feel like that's because culture, our culture is day-to-day. What we do, what we do naturally becomes day-to-day to us, um, and we function in it without thinking about it. But the culture of the angels, and we see it executed by the shepherds, they're incredibly powerful contributions. They're a culture that is day-to-day, but it's a contribution in the eternal and in the heavenly realms, and it is atmosphere-shifting, and it brings the kingdom, and it ushers in the presence of God. So I just want to talk about the three things I felt God show me of this culture of heaven 
that he wants us to live in. Uh, The first is that we add our yes. Um, So the angels come, and they sing the song to the shepherds, and the shepherds stand there, just as we heard Mary did last week. We have a moment with every revelation that God brings to agree with it or turn away from it. And I'm telling you what, you will get no greater opportunities in life than to say yes to the king of kings in anything. I mean, I can remember, this is a really strange story, but I think I was maybe 15 and someone asked me to sing in the church that I had, I I was saved or really came into my own um, belief in Jesus around 15 and I started going to this church with my sister and sometimes my dad. They asked me to sing and I was like, no. Um, (laughs) And I immediately felt this loss a little bit in God that I was like, and I'll I'll never forget that moment because I could sense it was something he was offering me and I rejected it full full force. I was just like, no, no. (laughs) And it was me. It was all me standing in the way. Um, That's why I said me standing here is, is my yes. It's me saying, I am not worthy. I am not skilled. <laughs> and I know the king of kings, though. And if he has something to come out of my mouth, I am not going to stop it. Um, so say your yes. Whatever his revelation is to you, you have to add it. You have to add it. It's imperative to you joining him and Knowing the fullness um, of his, uh, sorry, I lost my place, but just knowing his fullness that he has for you and moving more into him. And we hear Mary say it, let it be to me as you have said. And I love that. She just rests in who she knows, as Steve preached so powerfully, who she knows her God is. And no matter what crazy thing to us he says, We wait for him to confirm it, and we say yes. And then the next step that I saw was our act, um, what it is he's given us, the next steps he's given us to do. And for the shepherds, the angels say, this will be a sign to you. They say, I'm giving you a sign, and they have something to do with it. And they receive it in their yes, and they say, well, let's go find him. Um, And we let heaven come by just doing the next thing God said to us. We, in faith, you know, we're not going to push down doors. That, but when God said something, we, in faith, we take those steps, and he's going to open them. Um, and lastly, the highest and greatest response that we can give is to worship. The angels do it in all the glory that is at their disposal. And then the shepherds, in their kind of meek nature, I don't know if that's the right word, but they do. They return, and they praise they return to their flocks. They're just with the sheep again, you know. They're, but they're praising God and worshiping him. Uh, yeah. So when God speaks and when God moves, we worship and we'll see heaven come. So I'm going to... That's pretty much it, guys. That, that's all, that, that is all of it. <laughs> um, that God has done his work and heaven has come. And... Um, Our reality on earth that we've known is being children lost in the darkness and God putting, sorry, every 
every tool of heaven to work to come for us and to one day let the Lamb of Heaven come, Jesus, to do the once and for all. So today we're celebrating that Jesus is born. Um, and it, as I was sharing some of this with James and getting encouragement over the week and asking, you know, he just said the irrevocable, which is one of James's $10 words that I don't use. <laughs> it's an irrevocable work of God that Jesus was born, and there's no turning back. The king of kings arrived, and he's going to do what his father says. He's going to suffer, and he's going to teach us, and he's going to love us and show us how to live. And then he's going to die and separate himself for whatever that brief moment was that I'm sure felt an eternity when he was separated from his father. And he does it for us. And... All we can do in that is worship. So, yes, we're going to look for our yeses and our next steps. But through it all, we have no excuse not to worship him. There's just none. There's just none. He's so good. Um, So I asked the worship team if they would come back up and lead us in that song, Great Are You, Lord, Again. Um, I heard it in the week, and I was like, man, I'd love to sing this. And then I checked out James's list, and it was on there. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And um, so if you guys can just stand as they come up, um, I want to pray for us. But as we worship, I just wanted to challenge you guys to ask God where your yes is. Ask him what your steps are if you can't see them. Ask him what they are and stir your faith in him because he is good to take them. And then let's just worship. Um, Yeah. I just, I also just, can I just read one verse as we, as I let the worship team take over? Um, I didn't find the right place for it in this, but it's powerful. And I loved what Matt read in Romans 31. Is that where you were? Was incredible and everything that he has done. But I also just, in Colossians 1.19, it says of Jesus that God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile all things whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. That's our story, and that's the work God's done for us. So let's worship him this morning. Let's worship and celebrate the season of Jesus' birth. And um, yeah, and just do that together as family, because I tell you what, guys, worship this morning was powerful, and God's here. And so I'm trusting that he's going to move in your heart.